880 KRVN, 106.9 Kearney, and 98.5 Grand Island. Good afternoon. Welcome to the channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Markets ended up seeing some negativity on the beans. Mixed on the wheat, it was higher on the corn and a lot of red on the screen from a livestock perspective. We're going to dive into all the factors affecting today's trade with Sue Martin. Sue is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. So let's start out with these soybeans, Sue. I mean, I thought maybe they would have, after yesterday's trade, may have been able to hold on to some positives. Definitely did not happen today. No, it didn't. It was a uh, true turnaround Tuesday. But the after two days of inside trading ranges last Friday and then yesterday, the beans went up, took out yesterday's high by three quarters of a cent, and then turned around and fell back. Came within a penny or so of the low of yesterday and then bounced back. But it was soybean oil that was kind of trying to give a little bit of support under the beans. And uh, of course, that was off of the fact that um, the Malaysian Palm Oil Board's monthly report showed their end of January palm oil stocks were actually about 2.020 million metric tons, which came in well below the trade guess. And so that even uh, showed that uh, production was higher in January. So it's obviously a pretty good demand market right there for soy oil and palm oil. Uh, exports have been running higher than expected as well. So all of that played right into the soy oil market. Still, that market was, you know, 45, 50 higher, turned around, was 45 lower, and then it came back and closed 40 higher. So a pretty volatile day in the bean oil, but all in all, that gave support to the beans to, to maintain only closing about six cents lower on the day. Now, we've got support on beans around 1178, 1179. The market in the past week, um, a week ago Monday, it was at 1179 and a half. Then it skipped a day. And then on Wednesday, it was 1179 and a quarter. Then it was 1180, 80 and a half, 81 and a half. You know, we're really trying to hold that level. We're getting real thick in congestion here. And then, of course, the 10 day averages are holding our highs. So, and it's really getting compressed. So the market's going to do something here. Now, I will say that um, uh, Thursday we have the uh, USDA Ag Forum Outlook that starts. And so, you know, is there going to be anything real positive coming out of that at this time? Um, probably not. But I think the market's already been dealing with and dialing in um you know, bigger production and, and larger potential of carry, uh, ending carrying stocks. So, you know, I'm not sure we get anything out of that that's going to really break the market. On the flip side, I don't know as if we're going to get anything that'll rally it much. So we're in a quiet doldrum. Tomorrow, Brazil and Argentina will be back to work after Carnival. And we still have, uh, China on vacation this week for the Lunar New Year. But a year of, the dragon is kind of interesting. Usually a year of a dragon in China is thought to be um, good, very uh, successful, um, good economy, that type of thing, which, you know, China's having their share of battles right now. But even in um, 2012, which was the last year of a dragon, they come every 12 years. 
um, we note that there was 950,000 babies born just because the parents thought it would be good to have a baby in the year of a dragon because it implies greatness and success. And so, you know, I thought, well, I'll go back and look at some of those years. And of course, you know, um, 2012, we had a bull market. We all know it was a weather market too, but it was a bull market. 2000 was, had a high in May. That was the high of the year. And then we broke. And of course, um, basis soybeans. And, um, but still, it was a barrier, but the market did make a higher high over January in May. And in 1988, the market uh, had a, ended up with a good bull year as well. 1976 was a bull year. So three out of the last four have been bullish. So the question mark is, will that happen this year? Uh, we also note a year of a four does tend to have highs in May or July. Looking at the years of a, of a dragon, kind of fits that mode too so um i need to go back now and pull 1964 data 1952 1940 and 1928 even though china probably wasn't the real uh impetus in the market for grains like it is now i always find it interesting when you when you pull up those those old charts and files and how much history within grains does repeat itself it does. Maybe not always the exact same way, but, but what I use, utilize it for uh, is to give me an idea of where the highs and lows tend to cluster and to, so that we can tell producers, okay, look for this window of a marketing opportunity and get things sold. Um, and, you know, a year of a four tends to be very traditional. And so I would suspect that we're going to be down into the fall. Now, this year, we're also supposed to move away from El Nino to La Nina, and that's expected to happen here in July or August. Probably will hit us more towards August from what we're picking up. But, you know, and another thing, Susan, I thought was very interesting. You know, okay, so we had uh, a lot of dryness in Mato Grosso, Gias, um, Tocantins, Bahia, uh, Rio Grande, de, or Mato Grosso de Sul. And then it turned wet. And, of course, when they turned wet, southern Brazil turned dry along with Argentina. I kept thinking, now, those beans early planted, it seems like the harvest is going fairly quick. But yet they did lose some acres, you know, over to cotton because of, you know, the crop dying or not looking so good. But I thought it was interesting because I kept thinking, with all that rain, wouldn't you have some beans rotting and mm-hmm. molding in the fields? Okay. Well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we get ready for the second half of the Channel Final Bell. We're going to talk more about this mold coming up after this on the Rural Radio Network. A Best of Both Worlds product portfolio is one of the aspects to look forward to from the new Channel brand in 2025. Here's Matt McGuire, new channel dealer from Wisner, Nebraska. With bringing in Fontenelle and Channel together, I think that our portfolios will also be second to none, especially on the corn side. It'll fill holes for both companies that customers may have seen there before, and I think it's just going to uh, make us really rock solid on the corn side. For more, contact your local Channel Seed Pro in Nebraska, Kansas, and Colorado. KRVN. 
Welcome back to the channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as our conversation continues with Sue Martin. Sue is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. So we talked about, and, and you were alluding to the fact that there is some mold issues with these soybeans. And I mean, what's going to happen? Is that going to, I mean, you can't put them in the bin, as you said. Where do they go from here with trying to get some product moved? Well, they can go ahead and move them. But the problem is they're going to either A, be rejected or B, they're going to get docked horribly um, because it's a bad uh, quality issue. And so, you know, when you have that situation going on, it's it's sad because prices have dropped. <coughs> Excuse me. But then you also have the situation where you've got a quality issue and they dock you again. So it's really tough. And then you have um, the uh, farmers union saying to farmers, especially in Mato Grosso, don't sell your beans, hold on to them. And so, you know, it's uh, kind of an interesting time there in Brazil, but, you know, the weather's not been great. And then, you know, you start catching some rains and, and I think the bear is thinking, well, okay, the early planted beans, yes, there is a problem, but you know what? Those later planted beans are going to do just fine and be better. And so, and then they also look at Argentina coming back with a better crop this year than last year when they had 24 million metric ton production last year. And now they're looking at again, when you start a planting season, you've got to assume the best. And they're back up in that 50, 55 range, 52. So I think that uh, the bear is really picking at straws here to say reasons why, you know, it isn't going to matter that Brazil had a reduced crop. And I, I disagree with them because Argentina needs to refill their coffers and they need money. So they're going to crush their beans. They aren't going to be exporting them to Brazil. So from a wheat perspective, before we jump over to livestock, the plains are supposed to get warmer than normal temps. Of course, they've had some drier weather in many areas. Is there concerns for this winter wheat crop? If we get a decent warm up and then we get a cold snap, that it could become an issue. Yes, there is. Um, mainly because of the fact that um, right now, of course, if you look at hard red winter wheat, you're looking at, you know, the Dakotas and looking at Montana. Well, and across into Minnesota, and they're talking below normal temperatures here coming in around the 23rd, certain about the 19th, actually, in on through towards the end of the month and into the uh, start of March. Well, you know, with all this warm weather, everything's coming to life a little sooner than normal. And I think likewise, wheat coming out of dormancy here as we start pushing towards March, it's going to bring that crop out of dormancy very quickly and make it more susceptible. And we see this often in April to May where we get wheat out of dormancy, it's heading out. And then all of a sudden, boom, we get hit with some really cold temperatures. And that's what causes the wheat market to rally in April to May. But they may be real concerned this year if it comes actually earlier. We have quaking aspen trees that are actually um, budding out. And I've had uh, a friend on Facebook that's from our town show how her daylilies are starting to peek through the gra- or through the beds. I think that's rather interesting because it is way so early. And, of course, they're going to get a rude awakening here before very long. No kidding. Let's take a look at this cattle market. And obviously, a lot of negativity factored into their trade today. And is some of it waiting on the cash? Well, I think it is. Now, Iowa did have some 286 um, 
in the um, uh, dressed that was traded here, light trade, yesterday. But basically, yes, it's waiting on some cash trade. And, of course, the market was a little bit lofty and overdone. Uh, technically, we've got the markets turning uh, south here. Uh, but, you know, you look at that CPI, and that was real surprising. And, of course, then offered the incentive that uh, probably the Fed isn't going to lower interest rates in March. And, of course, but that should have been good news for the cattle market, but the stock market fell apart. And, uh, and of course, the stock market could have uh, a 4 to 5% uh, correction off of its highs. We're down 754 as I speak on the Dow. So, you know, I look at the cattle market, and I think the market's due for some correction here. Now, on our indicators that we follow, the 180 and the hourly is very low. And we're against a 200 and a 10-day moving average conjoined. So the market's pushing into that, might try to get a bounce, but we think that bounce fails and the market turns. And it's kind of a seasonal correction anyway. Uh, beef demand usually isn't real great at this time. I even had a gentleman telling me that... Um, uh, his son had cattle that uh, he feeds out for, you know, people to have for freezers. And uh, he hasn't had any demand, and he's got 34 head that are ready and hasn't had any any demand for them. What is the best way, folks, to get a hold of you? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051, and you all have a great day. Thanks so much. Sue Martin joining us today. A quick reminder, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss, not suitable to all investors. And that's the Channel Final Bell being brought to you by Channel Seed and your local Channel Seed professional on the Rural Radio Network.